0: As I'm reading the book, my antennae is up all the time. I'm always looking for an interesting story somewhere.
1: Hey, podcast listener. You're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or Guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody, it's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy, and it's time for episode 42. Of the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast, where you'll discover tactics and strategies to increase your email profits by twenty-five to one hundred percent in ninety days, that's three months or less, without spending more on advertising. Now, episode forty-two, I'm pretty, uh, I'm, pr- I'm proud of that. I think it's almost a year since uh, since this podcast began, so I've had a blast. I hope you have too. Um, I, you know, i had some great feedback, and it really seems like it's helping people out. And I have no intention of stopping anytime soon. I'm going to keep getting out there, keep trying to find people that uh, are worth talking to on the topic of email marketing. I find this subject fascinating and it's uh, so valuable for businesses. Anyway, enough of that. Today, I'll be talking to Michael Silk. Now, Michael is uh, hes a bit of an underground copywriter, and he came to me out of the blue. He'd been on my email list for a while, and he, uh, he just started giving me, you know, he was just giving value. It was just fantastic. He comes to me, and he's like, well, you know, I've got this great ebook on how I write these fun emails, and he's, get this, he does it for, a, he writes emails for an eight-figure information marketing Business, so uh, that was his little hook. In you know, as he started talking to me via email. He writes emails for a uh, a very very big business, and I found that very interesting. He included an ebook in his email called uh, "Fun Emails," and basically, how it was about how to write entertaining emails and how to find those ideas. So, uh, being a podcaster and being an email marketer, I thought, well, hang on this guy knows his stuff. This guy's doing some really cool uh, work with these people. How about I get him on the podcast to uh, to share with me and share with everyone else about what he's doing? Well, you know, what, what does an eight-figure email look like? What does an email for an eight-figure company look like? And uh, it turns out it's not actually that different from emails that you might need to write or you might want to write for your company. So we're going to talk about that in this episode. And it's really step-by-step stuff. I had a, I had a great time talking to Michael and he's... Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it You know, I learned a lot from it and uh, there's some nifty ideas I guess really nifty ideas of how to find weird and wonderful and like little pattern interrupts that you can use in your email weird stories you can tell so it's going to be a great episode to get the show notes for this episode of the McMethod email marketing podcast go to themcmethod.com slash 42 now if you want to leave an iTunes review a 5 star review I would uh, you would put a massive smile on my face I'll be over here in Thailand and I'll jump for joy outside while the chickens crow or uh, the roosters crow in the morning something like that it's <laughs> so, you go to iTunes, search for the Email Marketing Podcast, leave me a review, and you can drop a link to your show, to your website, and I'll read it out when I read the review. So, that's that, and uh, that'll, that'll help get the word out about the show. Now, I've got one listener question, and then we'll get into this interview with Michael Silk. The question is, what to concentrate on with split testing? Okay, this is a fantastic question, because there are millions of variables that you can test, but only a few of them are actually worth testing. So, here's the thing. There are a, uh, the simplest way to think about this is we have variables that whisper and variables that scream. Now what do I mean by that? Variables that whisper and things, you can go and test certain things and you produce, you know, it'll make a difference but it will make such a small difference that it's barely even worth testing it, okay? Then you've got variables that scream and these are variables that when you test them, they're gonna swing the response. That, you know, this could be the difference between an, like a, a page that makes you a ton of money and a, you know, a page that profits and a page that loses you money. Okay, so let's talk about that. So what are variables that whisper? Well, this is things like font size, font color, background color, really basic stuff that doesn't affect, like it doesn't really change the, the meaning of the page much. right? They're going to change the response a little bit, but we're talking incremental points. And unless you have a lot of traffic, there's just no point doing that. So what are variables that scream? This is things like your headline. David Ogilvy is famous for saying that when you've written your headline, you spent 80 cents on the dollar. So if you want to test something, test your headline, start there. Another thing you can test is price. Price, you know, whatever price you have, that can produce huge swings in conversion. So price is another one. The opening sales message or the lead, you know, the first sentence, the first few sentences, that's the same, right? So a lot of this stuff is what's, what's really going to affect You know, when when someone lands on a page, the headline's really going to decide whether they're going to keep reading. And then the the first few paragraphs, or the first few sentences, sorry, are going to decide whether they read the rest of it. And if they've read, if they read the headline and they read the first few sentences and they're interested at that point, they may read quite a lot more. So it's that first, it's like that first impression is what counts. So that's your variables that scream. If you have to have, you know, the top three variables, it'll be the headline, the price, and uh, the opening, say, sentence. Just test those things. And really, most people don't have enough traffic to test more than one thing at a time. So start with testing that headline. And uh, there's a study, I think think it's in Breakthrough Advertising, maybe it's a John Cable's book, where they test the difference between how to fix cars and how to repair cars and something like that. And how to fix cars converts, I think it's 20% better than how to repair cars or something like that. And the reason I bring this up is that one word change from from repair to fix can produce a difference. That's just something to keep in mind. So you know, when it comes to testing headlines, don't feel like you have to write an entirely new headline. If you have a headline that converts decently right now, try changing one of the words around. Try and make the word more simpler or say it differently or more punchier, that kind of thing, okay? Now, that's enough of that. Let's get into this interview with Michael Silk and find out what an eight-figure company's email marketing looks like. Let's do it. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with Michael Silk on how to write emails that that grow an eight-figure-a-year internet business. Now, I just before we get started, I just want to clarify that it's possibly a, a low eight-figure or a high seven-figure internet business. So it's somewhere around that vicinity, depending on who you ask, related into this. Now, Michael came to me via the podcast. He sent me an email just a few days ago and said he'd listened to a few episodes and he started telling me a bit about what he did. And turns out that Michael writes emails for a, a very big client in the info marketing and kind of seminar area, classic info, you know internet marketing business, but not... Doing make money online stuff. It's a different niche, and uh, he he has to he writes a lot of the emails, so he has to write at very short notice. He's got some other clients, as far as I know as well, and he, he needs to come up with uh, emails with very short notice, and he needs really uh, creative ways of coming up with entertaining stuff, which is really what happens when you are a consultant and you're writing for clients. It can be very hard to to come up with ideas without drawing on your own experience. And how do you write? Say you're a guy and you, you, you're writing emails about I don't know, it could be makeup. I'm sure we'll get some specific examples in a minute, but you got to get good at creating ideas out of thin air and uh, sometimes it's not something that you're going to be able to draw from your personal experience. So what Michael has to share today is something very interesting. He sent me a PDF and the, the, the top of the PDF says, fun emails that help grow an eight figure a year internet business. So we've got FUN, that's an acronym and this is just a really simple framework for coming out with great emails really, really fast. So I think today, you know, this is going to be a great episode and with some really actionable information you can use and take away and apply in your business today. So we'll get into that. How are you going today, Michael?
0: Yeah, very good. Thanks, John. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it's great to have you here, man. So, b- before we get into the fun email specifically, I tell the listener a bit about you know who you are and and what do you do.
0: Yeah, sure. I've been uh, freelance copywriting now for nine years, just shy of ten years. My income all comes from you know I do the freelance thing. I have clients in different niches, different industries. Every day I'm writing copy, whether it's for email, for sales letters, could be for video sales letters. But a big part of online business now and You know, as you know, and probably what your listeners are all interested in is the is the email marketing. I'm pretty much doing that every day, writing multiple emails every day for the different clients, and uh, I have to be quite inventive in coming up with the content, and that's where my acumen comes in.
1: <laughs> okay. So I'm curious, how many emails are you writing a day and how long does, say, on average, I don't know if there is an average, but, but how long on average do it, you write
0: a day? It email? depends day to day. Um, we're talking now, at, it's just about one o'clock in the afternoon here. I'm based in the UK. This morning I've written four emails, three for a client and one for my own list. I always, I mean, the writing of the emails to my mind is, is the easy bit, the, the hard bit is coming up with the ideas. Hmm. If you've got, if you already have like an idea slotted away in your mind for me writing the email is is fairly straightforward yes there is a time component to it but I can you know if I'm doing client emails and I already have some ideas sort of lodged away in my brain of of particular themes then I can do the email sort of in 20-25 minutes Hmm. sometimes I haven't got the ideas and uh, it's a little bit more challenging and sometimes i do have an idea but it's it's kind of i'm not quite sure about it it could take an hour to write email so if that answers your question it's it's kind of varied but the challenge is to me is not so much writing them it, it, it's coming up with the ideas
1: that's a that's a great point yeah. i think a lot of people would sit down and you know i've certainly had this problem before i sit down and i, and I want to write an email but i just don't mm. know where to start like you know i'm tongue-tied mm. because i've got no idea how to start the email i've got no concept for it and yeah. I, I have my own ways of kind of overcoming that but uh You know, today we're going to talk about so these fun emails. So tell us, you know, what what in the world is the are these fun emails?
0: Well, that was just kind of uh, it's kind of an acronym I've come up with, and I think it um, I think it's uh, kind of sits pretty well with the kind of a lot of the emails I write. And fun stands F U N (laughs) is an acronym for F stands for fun. Mm. Kind of clue in the title, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the, the emails I write, I try to make them fun. The U stands for unusual, so I try and make them kind of a little bit quirky, a little bit uh, there's sort of a novelty value to them, entertainment value, interest in, you know, so they're not just kind of dry and boring. I want people to kind of get something out of out of them, a little bit of an enjoyment spark just for the reading of them. Yeah. Um, and and N stands for noticeable, and that really relates to the subject line of the email. I want to kind of the email subject line, if someone's opening up their email inbox and they've got 10, 15 emails or even five emails sitting in their email box ready to be opened. I actually want my emails to be opened last in the list and I can come on to the reason for that in a minute, but I certainly want it to be noticeable. Okay.
1: Okay. Interesting. So, all right then. Well, an interesting way I think of diving into this is what, like really kind of framing up. If you were sitting, you know, you you wake up in the morning and you've done your morning routine and you're sitting down at your desk at your office and you're ready to write an email for a client and... You know, what do you do? How are you coming up with these ideas? Do you go through F, you know, start with F and then do U and then do N, or
0: you know, what what pops into your head when you know write when you begin writing an email? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Um, no, I don't have a particular framework or protocol or process I go through as such. It's not like I'm doing it sort of like paint by numbers style. My ideas, a lot of my ideas come from reading. I, I read a, a lot related to marketing and just fiction books and I'm just interested in, uh, like personal development books I'm interested in a lot of subjects so I think by nature I've got a very curious mind mm. and when I'm reading books they could comp- be completely off the, the the topic of what I would be writing uh, you know for the client. Uh, their their particular business their niche but as i'm reading the book i'm my antenna is up all the time i'm always looking for a, an interesting story somewhere or an interesting um interesting idea or insight or the way that somebody sometimes it's just uh, interesting the way someone's written something else somewhere else mm. so my antenna eyes is up Always when I'm reading another another place that I because I do write these kind of quirky emails and by the way I just want to kind of say this not all the re- emails I write are these quirky style this is just a particular style that I write for a client I do write more obvious promotional ones sometimes they're a little bit more direct in in promoting a particular product or a seminar but these fun emails are they're kind of like. I call them kind of in-between emails. So they go out to the list. The client's sending emails every single day to the list. And on some of those days, the the client actually calls them connection emails. So they're just kind of going out and they're just kind of keeping the, their business top of mind awareness to the list. So these fun emails are generally that, – that's the goal of them. You know, They kind of get opened, get read, and leave the, the reader with a, an uplifted, feel-good feeling – that t- ultimately ties in with the client's business and potentially makes them want to go and buy a product. But th- I think the, the emails, these fun emails, they have an overall uplifting effect on okay. all of the other emails.
1: So now now, and right now would be a good time for an example. Should I go through the list? All right, let's, let's, do, let's start with email once. Go to arrested for armed robbery. What is that about? Okay. All
0: right. So uh, that particular uh, one from memory, I think, I think I, the, the other, actually, yes, the other place I also go for ideas is I go on like, uh, Type into Google like funny story or odd story, and it comes up with stories from newspapers around the world. You know, these kind of quirky, oh, weird yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think that's where I got this one from. So this one was uh, – so the subject line was goat arrested for armed robbery. I mean I could read the email if, if you want. Should yeah, I read the you. email? Yeah, and let's, yeah, let's, kind of, let's re- read the whole <laughs> email. <laughs> okay, subject line, goat arrested for armed robbery. And this is the content of the email. Sometimes things get weird, very weird. Take, for example, the goat that got arrested for armed robbery. It happened in Nigeria. According to news reports, vigilantes were on patrol in Nigeria when they came across two armed men attempting to break into and steal a Mazda 323. The vigilantes chased down the armed robbers. What happened then? One escaped, the other. Apparently, by doing some weird witchcraft thing in the me jig, he turned himself into a goat. So the vigilantes captured the goat and took it to the police station, Whereupon the goat was held in custody until it was scientifically proven in brackets, I kid you not, that a human being turned into a goat. That's a true story. Anyway, the point this, although you won't be able to turn a person into a goat, you will be able to do some very exciting. Can't look away. Hypnosis stuff with strangers on the street when you follow what's on this page. And then there's a link in this particular thing, whatever the website. So I'm, I'm using a very kind of quirky off topic story and then I I call it the twist. Mm. I'm kind of twisting it into um, leading to the point, or anyway, what's the point of this? Or sometimes it's the transition phase, all this reminds me of, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. There's so many ways of framing this up, but you're basically telling a story and getting someone's attention and then doing like a slide or a twist or whatever word you want to use there into some sort of pitch.
0: That's right. And this in this case it's a very soft sell. It's almost like completely blind.
1: And then that link, did that go to a sales page like a, a long
0: form sales it, letter? I believe it did at the time, yes.
1: Okay. So would you do this? So th- this is a very soft email and then you say you've mm-hmm. got the, the more uh, more aggressive email. So would these go to a sales page or do you sometimes take them to a say a content page with a video or, or article?
0: It, it could be and some of these some of these you'll notice in the document that they I don't think so, some of them haven't got a link at all. I think some okay. of them Yep. will just be uh, you know the, the value is in the email itself and when I say the, the value the, the value is in the kind of the entertainment value of the email itself but they generally all tie back to a subject of hypnosis sometimes it's like a pat on the back email you know <laughs> do, you, do you get what I'm saying it's Absolutely. like it's not necessarily selling them something it's just kind of like keeping them their mindset on hypnosis and you know all the reasons why it's good to keep learning it
1: Right, I mean, I've had I've had people. Uh, you know, I actually find this really hard to explain to people unless they've been on my list and and they've seen. I don't know if you signed up to my list, but it's a similar yes, kind of I thing. Have. Oh, you have. Okay, so I'm doing the same, basically the same thing. Is you tell some sort of story and get their attention with something. So I've got to try this, you know, a goat story or some weird story like that. It's great, but basically telling a story and then sliding into a pitch of some kind. And you know, when you explain it like that, it doesn't really make much sense if you've never seen it before. But when you give someone an example, you know, like we just did, it just illustrates. Like you can get how it works. I mean. Professional speakers do this all the time. I was at a it was a conference in Bangkok just a few about a month or two ago, and I was just yeah. trying to pay attention to what made the difference between the great speakers and and the you know the average boring whatever speakers. And I just noticed it always comes down to the same thing: stories. You know, the good speakers will get up there with uh, you know a, a slideshow, which is basically ten different pictures on ten different slides, and each slide correlates to a story. And they tell a story with a you know a funny or humorous or, or helpful punchline, which then leads to the next yeah. story. And there's an overall story arc for the presentation, and that's it. But then the average, uh, you know, the average speakers—they throw up, you know, numbers and facts and, and so many words on the screen, and you just tune out. But these stories, you know, with this goat story, I, I could easily see myself or someone who was interested in hypnosis receiving that and going, "That was just really cool." I'm never going to unsubscribe on an email like that because it's the pitch is so subtle, yet it's so good as well. It's so subtle, but it's so like it gets under your skin.
0: By the way, it probably looks better in print than than I did a job of like reading it out there. But
1: (laughs) you did a great job. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to you know let's say the listener is sitting down to write an email and and they got their minds blank they've got no idea Uh is is your suggestion to go out to Google and say type in you know weird stories or funny stories or to you know pay attention to the books they've read you know what if yeah is it to do that or is there some way like something they can do when they're sitting there
0: like that question is aimed at somebody that's that's not obviously not writing emails and in a way, the answer will reveal itself to when they actually sit down and start writing emails and they get a few under their belt. But yeah, that's, uh, it, depends on the, it depends on the purpose of the email. If it's a, a more direct promotional email, then perhaps this, you know, they, you've got to kind of use a bit of your own judgment and common sense. Perhaps this kind of email that we've just discussed would not be the most appropriate. You know, perhaps you want to kind of get into the, the benefits of what's being promoted sooner. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, I love reading, so I get a lot of my ideas for reading. If people like watching films or going to the cinema, then perhaps that's their kind of idea breeding ground. You've got to kind of get them from where you're going to, you know, if somebody said to me, Michael, you've got to go and, you know, all your ideas are going to come from watching DVDs, then I'm going to be out of luck because I don't generally watch too many. Hmm. And that's not my preferred method, as yeah. it were a good idea and this is something I don't do all the time but I have done in the past because the thing is I get a an email through from the client saying Michael can you write 3 emails on this or can you write 6 emails on this and it's a lot to you know in one gulp it's a lot to do you know it's not like doing one email per day it's you know sometimes I'm writing sort of as I said at the front of this call you know three emails this morning for a client one for myself you know some days I'm writing six or more emails a day so it's kind of like a conveyor belt process one thing that I would recommend and I know a lot of people listening to this are probably all kind of computer techno savvy but just put a piece of paper in your back pocket and carry a pen with you and I've got ideas before when I've been at the gym and I've been on a treadmill and one particular thing springs to mind where I'm running on the treadmill there's a there's a glass wall in front of me, mm. and then you can see down into the um, like the basketball arena. And on the wall, they've got one of these rock climbing walls, you know? Mm-hmm-hmm. So the students are there. You know what I mean? They're the sort of the indoor rock climbing thing. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, there's a teacher there, and, he's, and they're, they're climbing the wall. And that became the idea of one of my emails. was like, you know, to get from the bottom of the wall to the top of the wall, You've got to go from one stepping stone to the next. You can't go from the top from the bottom to the top. It doesn't matter how good a climber is you are, doesn't matter how much experience you have, you've still got to go step by step, hand grip by hand grip. So that became the theme of one of my emails. You know, if you want to get really good at X, you're gonna have to go through step-by-step process and I know that you probably get in like really frustrated that it's not happening sooner for you and faster for you but no matter who you are no matter you know look around at all the top people they've all had to go through this process one step at a time one hand grip at a time and that's the way it works and so that's just there just off the top of my head you know an example of ideas coming just from day to day living if you're writing for yourself it's it's a lot easier because you can kind of put yourself into the email as first person writing for clients i'm not able to do that because i can't use my own i couldn't say today i was running on the treadmill at the gym and i noticed and i can't put somebody else's name on that i can't put the client's name on that because it wouldn't be it's not right <laughs> okay
1: you know I've, I've tried to show this to people before you know when I've been out to dinner with them where when I try to explain how to do this this type of storytelling is you can you can pick anything like you know in that story you just told then, you could have told a story about tre- the treadmill and how yeah. you know you could be running on a treadmill and you're not getting anywhere but you know anytime you like you can press that stop button and you can step off the treadmill and you can go somewhere and this is kind of like, you know, if you this is if you're doing email the way most people do it, you're just running on that treadmill. You're not getting anywhere. But, but if you know, once you get this skill, we, I think you know the listener can probably see where I'm going with this. But once you get yeah. this skill, you can you can pick anything. You can see a glass on a table and talk about the craftsmanship, and then talk about how your product is going to somehow help them become a craftsman of some kind. You know, you can. It's crazy and it's so much fun actually. And it's nowhere. I, I find writing sales letters very stressful. It, you know, it takes a lot out of you. But email is just you. It's it's you just talk about whatever's on your mind at that time of the day. It's it's so fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's. it's I, I call it the twist. You know. it's twisting whatever observation or idea and it's twisting it toward your product or your idea or your philosophy or whatever it is that you're kind of people are kind of quote unquote buying in with with you
1: okay okay one thing i i want to know is let's say you're at you know someone you know the listeners develop their um you know this skill they're able to write these emails and all right great Mm -hmm. now it's like well what you know should they say you know what's how, how do they arrange this into a sequence should they be sending this daily or every three days and um, what order should the emails go in you know when should they do a pitch versus say doing these more softer emails yeah do you do have a framework that you're a way of doing things on that side of
0: things i don't have a framework as such but i do have a viewpoint on it okay. i mean again uh, with with the emails i'm writing to clients that they determine what emails go out when so um they they make that decision um the the kind of emails I've shared with you and the kind of ones we're talking mostly about today you know we're calling them fun emails I mean that's the acronym I've come up with I don't I don't think that you should send one of those every single day I think let me reframe that I think you should try and send an email every single day but I think you want to mix them up otherwise even though these kind of write naughty quirky emails Hmm. you know if you just sent one of those every single day after a while they become a you know people get a bit too used to those right so i think you should send more content you know i think you should send some that are more promotion direct promotion i think you should send some with a little bit more of a teaching angle on them i think sometimes you should send emails that could be just you know if you're writing the emails for yourself it could be just like do you know what i'm feeling a bit zonked out and down today anyone got any good ideas for a dvd i could watch tonight (laughs) thanks michael (laughs) you know you know it's just a vary them up yeah okay i know what you mean it's it's a bit like i think of it a bit like a boxer you know, in boxing, if all you've got is a, a big right hook and that's your only punch, then you're going to come up s- unstuck sooner or later. Hmm. In boxing, every every punch rolls into every p- punch sets itself up for the next. So you need the little setup punches. You need the you know yep, yep. You, need, you need the jab. You need the big right. Do you know what I mean? You, you've got to be flexible.
1: I, I think I made this mistake with my with my current email funnel. Is that a lot of the emails, you know, it's this story format, but they often take the same angle where I'm trying to give them a bit of bit of bit of help with their email and then slide into a pitch. But I think yeah. what I think what I'm going to do is we do it next year, and the idea is the whole thing will vary. So some days, you know, you'll get an email which will teach you some, about something to do with email marketing, and then it will slide into the pitch for the product. But then the next day you'll get some weird ass email about a funny story like you just said, and then you know another day you could have an inspiring story about say Abraham Lincoln, which is it's, it's an email I've got that's really popular and so every day you're getting something different another day you could have a you know the same classic kind of story email but then instead of that going to a product that could go to a content page either a podcast or a blog post or some amazing free resource on the internet so when someone opens your email and you know sees it in the inbox you want them to kind of have that feeling like oh i wonder what's in there today and um, you
0: want to kind of keep them you you want to keep people guessing a bit yeah because otherwise people is like oh too much of this even too much of a good thing people get kind of immune to it you know
1: yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So it's a, you just always want to keep them guessing. Like as, you know, so marketing is all about pattern interrupts. You know, people block out the banner ads. You know, no one really clicks on banner ads these days because everyone's so used to them. But back when banner ads first started, I'm sure that when those games popped up on the you know on the side of someone's screen, flashing, and you know people were clicking on them all the time because they weren't used to them. So it's kind of like this email strategy works you know, works really, really, really well. But if you do it the same way every single time, it's going to lose its effectiveness over the course of the sequence. So now, so one thing you mentioned uh, when we got started was you wanted them to read your email last instead of first. Why is that?
0: Yeah, well, I'm going on my own direct um, experience here because probably like a lot of people listening to this and like yourself, I get multiple emails every day. So I, you know, get up and open up my email account and there's 10 emails there. Now, some of them are going to be, I get like these Facebook, I'm not on Facebook, but I get these Facebook things, so-and-so wants to connect with me on Facebook, and it's like delete before I even open it. So some of them are like those, you know. There's certain two or three I can just delete because they're just I just know I'm not going to be interested in them. There's going to be certain others. There could be one from, you know, a personal friend, and there's going to be other things in there. That lists I'm signed up to, but I kind of kind of know what their emails going to be like, and I kind of open that. But there's certain emails that I get that I'm on list for. There's certain emails that are very rare. I really I'm really looking forward to reading that one, hmm. and I want to. It's like it's like um, the treat. I want to open that one last because I want to be able to savor that one. It's like I want to have time to properly read that one because I know I'm going to enjoy it. The others, hmm. if I'm if I'm opening them before the, the last one, I'm like opening and reading them thinking in my mind yeah but i want to get to that other one and i want people to it's like ah i've got one from so and so that's going to be good today I'll, I'll wait you know i'll give myself get these other that get these other ones out the way and then i can savor this
1: one right that's you've just nailed it i mean i just think i was thinking that i do this all the time <laughs> i'll go into my email inbox and i'm always I clear out the you know I clear out just little notifications first, and then i'll go through and reply to the you know reply to the emails that i can reply yeah
0: to you questions. know like stuff you've got to get done you know it's
1: just like Yeah, just get it out of the way because I want to get to the meat, which is like you know an email from my best friend back in say Australia or something, or it's it's a newsletter email from from some company that I really really want to read. You are you are so right. This is this is what this is the the equivalent of Gary Halbert's kind of sorting your email your mail over the trash can. People are sorting their email inboxes from you know they start with the with the the crappy stuff and the last you know the last few emails are the best ones, the ones they really care about. Yeah. So how do you do that if you I mean how do you make someone keep your email for last or is this just a side effect of uh, being really well, interesting I mean, and engaging
0: yeah it's just, it's just being it's just being continuously being the person that's like, "Oh, I love getting an email from that person or you know and this again, no matter what company you represent or you're writing for all the emails they want to become as if they're coming from any person. You know, yeah. um, either they like really jive with your personality, or you tell tell great stories, or you know, and again, sort of mix it up. So it's that they're always kind of like, oh, what's he got to say today? You know.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, we're we're right on time about now. So before we go, uh, tell the listener where you know where he or she can find out b- more about you. And I don't know if you if you're offering this um, this fun emails PDF anywhere on your site that we can link to.
0: Um. Yeah. Well. I. I out online. My website is uh michaelsilkconsulting.com, So it's just my name, consulting.com dot Yeah, I do I do offer this report as in it's actually in one of my autoresponders, Michaelsilconsulting dot
1: Okay, fantastic. Well, I can have a link to your, your website and uh, I'm on the homepage now. So there's a squeeze page there. I suggest anyone who's listening goes to your site, michaelsookconsulting.com and signs up and uh, I'll have a link to your site in the show notes at dropdeadcopy.com and as well a link to the PDF in the show notes at dropdeadcopy.com as well. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Michael. I really appreciate it. It's been great. No,
0: thank you, John. I've, uh, I've enjoyed it and I uh, hope the listeners have got quite a bit of value out of it. Hey, everybody.
1: Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter, and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing, and much more.